This is Garage Logic Podcast number 34, October 30, 2018. It was as cold as 10 degrees in downtown Garage Logic on this day in 1925, and very warm in 1950, 83 degrees. Boy, the trick-or-treaters in 1950 had a stretch of 80-degree days. This podcast is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I gotta get something off my chest right away. What? Emailers wanted me to be very alert. To a story uh, about Hillary Clinton saying of black men, I know they all look alike. And I think it's the intention of the emailers. They want me to be outraged. Okay. Uh, She appeared amused with herself after making a joke during an interview that could be interpreted as racist against black people. Clinton sat down with Kara Swisher for the Recode Decode podcast over the weekend. Okay. Swisher asked Clinton about former Attorney General Eric Holder's comment that when they go low, we kick them. That's what this new Democratic Party is about. Uh, the overall topic of this part of the discussion was the question of whether Democrats were becoming the victim of too much political correctness. Swisher, what do you think of Cory Booker's comment? What do you think about him saying kick them in the shins, essentially? Clinton, well, that was Eric Holder. Swisher, Eric Holder, I'm sorry. Clinton, I know they all look alike. Swisher, no, they don't. Swisher, audience laughs. Swisher, well done. Uh, Clinton, I was paid by Mark Zuckerberg to do that. Uh, Swisher, can I just say you've been reading Trump's tweets beautifully? Clinton, thank you, thank you. All right, I'm not outraged. Here's here's the problem. We got to stop being outraged. It's not plausible that she was being racist. Uh, Right. Right? Yes. Uh, She was being smug. Yes. She was being... uh, obsequious, patronizing, but nothing will come of this, nor should it, nor that, should That's it. our pushback. Well, Could, that's our pushback. Like, you know what? Hey, l- you can let some things go. Could well, you imagine if the president had said that? But but that's the that's why I'm making this point. Yeah. Uh, it's an old, it's an old line that has, uh, that has developed what? Uh, racial overtones. Hey, all these black guys, they all look alike. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's impolitic to say that because mm-hmm. it's not true for one thing. Right. It's just not true. <clears throat> but, but it's out there in the lexicon. And there's a number of reasons she'll get away with it. One, she clearly was making a joke. Mm-hmm. Number two, she's uh, protected uh, by the club. Right. That they, they would not find it in their hearts to denounce her for this. But, but I'm drawing the line and I'm saying, nor should anyone. Because we have to stop this. Otherwise, this game will never end. I'm offended. I'm yeah. outraged at what you say. No, you know what? It's okay. Life's going to go on. It's not a big deal. Right. We got to quit making big deals out of nothing. If Trump said it, I'm I'm reasonably confident he was smart enough to say it in a joking manner. It's not, he hasn't, by the way. That is, this has nothing to do with Trump. Right. But my point is, we have to quit looking for these examples 
to be offended by. Otherwise, this game's never going to end. It's never going to end. Well, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Uh, Johnny uh, yesterday tweeted out, uh, even on our, was our no, garage I didn't, I didn't tweet it. That no, was a message no, to no, you guys. Yes. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. so. Well, people are getting Monday a little fun testy. Day, huh? People are getting a little testy on uh, well, what happened. Oh, well, they just—they kind of missed the point of our first twenty minutes yesterday when we talked about social media. Perhaps all right, we're down this road, exasperating the problems so, that we have, and then they went on social media to say things. You know, every day after I get done posting the show, mm-hmm. uh, the show link for that particular episode then gets uploaded to both Twitter and Facebook for people to easily consume the product. Mm-hmm. On the comments page, on the Facebook page, yesterday people were going insane because of comments at the pre- directed towards the president. As normally happens, um, there's a lot of people that are very passionate about uh, this show and also uh, their thoughts on the president. Mm-hmm. And so um, debate ensues. Yeah. Is that, is well, that kind Debate of way might be the wrong word. Well, listen, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, which is fine, but people just... They go crazy. I, I don't. I don't understand what happens to a, a rational human being that just makes them go nuts, uh, simply based upon the, politics. It was. Uh, I found it all to be very ironic, mm-hmm. given what we talked right. about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we missed a few things yesterday too. There, we've been down this road before. The country's been in this situation before. Remember all the bombings in the sixties. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've. I don't remember them, but I remember them. Hell, Dayton's had a bomb in it. Dayton's in downtown St. Paul, a bomb went off in Dayton's, I think, in 1969 or 1970. Wow. Metropolitan Stadium was cleared out due to a bomb threat. Your attention, please. <laughs> That's exactly minutes, what he there said. There will be a bomb that will go off in center field. That, and George Mitterwald ran across the parking lot in his catcher's uniform to sit in the bar at the Thunderbird. <laughs> so we've been, we've been here before. The riots in Chicago in 1968. We've we've been here before, but I'm. You know what my pushback is on Hillary saying that that it's nothing. Okay, I, I like that. I, I, I you know how that'll be interpreted by listeners. Uh-huh. That dirty lefty's defending Hillary. He loves her. <laughs> he wants her to leave Bill for him. <laughs> right. I can't listen to Joe oh. anymore. No, what I'm saying is we got somebody has to. Somebody has to step up, I guess it's me today, and say, you know what? I'm not outraged by that. There's better things to be worked up about. This is why he hates tried. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell? I don't hate anybody. Uh, I'd like to come back to Garage Logic. It's my kind of place. I'd be glad to come back to Garage Logic Thank someday. You, you know, Thank I grew you. up in the Midwest. I, I mean, did. this is my kind of place. Basically Absolutely. flirting with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, was she coached well for that, wasn't she? Oh, it was John Woodley. Was it? Was it Woodley? Yeah, it was Woodley. What was Woodley's Woodley. doing? Yeah. Uh, Woodley was in charge of the uh, Clinton campaign for Minnesota. How are we doing on our uh, retrospective coming up for Jesse's uh, miracle victory 20 years ago this election day? Well, my um, my my response back from the email I sent to John Woodley was, haven't heard anything yet. I'll call him, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Okay. All right. I'm still I'm still working on it. I have not talked to the governor. Governor does not the ex governor does not have a cell phone. Governor Ventura does not he's, he's have a grid. cell phone. That's true. Is he in is he in the country even, do we know? Uh, my guess is he is in the country. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, still not listening. Still not listening now to the podcast. <laughs> you know, Rook, I never listened to the podcast, but yesterday Joe was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I get that. I got that a lot. I haven't got that the last. I would love to have him explain on, your on the twentieth anniversary of of a remarkable, un, unexpected election victory over over the son. Of of the state's most beloved politician, didn't he beat Skip Humphrey? Yeah, yeah. and, and Norm Coleman, who yeah, was Norm, so yeah. popular at that time. And wasn't it on the same the weekend before the election? Didn't Muriel Humphrey die? That Look I don't. that up, Reavers. My my point being, if there was ever going to be a time when a Humphrey was going to ascend to the governor's uh, office in Minnesota. That was the election. The last time that when we were still on the the radio, Hauser filled it. When Hauser filled it, remember he was, Rook, he was going through the litany of things oh, that yeah. had to happen yep. for Jesse to get a lot. Just, and he was basically saying what a what a miraculous set of events that it was. Let's have Hauser on on election day. Uh, Muriel Humphrey died September 20th, 1998. 1998. When was the election? Yeah, 98. A month and a half later. No, wasn't it in 99? No, 98. 98. Okay. Well, there's my point. Get it 20 years. That's my point. So there, there, Muriel Humphrey dies. Skip Humphrey gets all of that sentimental attention, and 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 Jesse wins the damn thing. It's just amazing. (sighs) That is amazing. I'd love to have Hauser on on election day. If he's available, yeah, that'd be great. Sure. To, to re to redo for us that list of what had to happen in order for Jesse to have won the uh, won the race. I'm sending another message to Johnny Woodley right mm-hmm. now, pleading, because I think that would be uh, it would be a that would be a wonderful uh, podcast oh, to yeah. just talk, and we could bring in you uh, know the governor if he's listening, and he you know damn well he is, yeah. Gov, come on in. It's not going to be. No, it'll be great. It'll be fun. Yes. It's not going to be an attack on anything. I just want. I'd love to. Twenty years on, I'd love to hear Jesse's views. Oh my gosh, I'd love. Yeah, it would be. He has not. You know, he comes around and he's had. He has been around at weird, different uh, uh, occasions and news opportunities. Mm-hmm. But I haven't. I don't know what he. I haven't. I heard don't him talk have about his, Trump. I don't have him on. A, I don't have a contact information for him. If you're telling me he doesn't have a cell phone, that's remarkable. Then nobody can really reach him. Well, I think we go through uh, Terry. I was just going to say, does. his wife's probably got to have. Yeah, Terry does. Oh, do you have her cell phone number? Uh, I did. I I have not. I don't. But John Woodley does. He's in touch with him. Yeah. Well, good luck to you putting that together. Well, I just sent another. Uh, I'm pleading. And tell Woodley you are going to hold your breath. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're holding your breath. And Woodley, who still talks to me after when uh, when his uh, Susan, his um, uh, partner— was going to run for governor? Mm-hmm. I did ask out loud if that means John Woodley would be the first lady. Right. <laughs> and he still talks to me. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Say, I double-checked with uh, Mark Moeller of RF Moeller Jeweler. Uh, GL podcast listeners, you're still getting the 250 bucks off any watch, $500 or more. 
So take advantage of that. And uh, also, the watch event does continue at the Gavaday store all this week and the Edina store November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. The Edina store is 50th in France. We're talking about a great uh, Moeller watch event, the best uh, watch brands in the business, Rolex, Tudor, Tag Heuer, Swiss Army, Shinola, Raymond Weil. $250 off any watch price, $500 or more. Uh, and get this, you get a free watch winder. Okay. Like a little machine you put your watch in when well, you're not, not wearing a, it's it. It's not a guy you or gal you bring home that just winds your watch right. for you. And then you get 100 bucks off any Rolex overhaul. So this great watch event does continue uh, at the Gavaday store all this week, the Edina store November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And if you wander into the flagship store at Ford in Cleveland, tell them you're a GL podcast listener. You still get that great deal. My you friend want- that works at the airport, uh, it was inquired of him today. Is that Moeller jeweler deal? Is that a real? Are they for real? Yes. I said yes. Very I much said, for real. Go right now and tell them you're a podcast listener and get a great deal on a watch. You said that or your friend at the airport said that? Uh, my friend at the airport. I, oh. I misspoke there. My friend at the airport <laughs> said that, not not me. You know this uh, evil bastard who shot up the synagogue? Yeah. Yes, Bowers. Uh, yeah. You know who you, you know who took care of him? Who? Jewish doctors mm-hmm. and Jewish mm-hmm. nurses. Saved his oh, life. Oh, I love it. Saved me. his life. Well, you know why? Because they're professional. Right. Even as he's screaming out his anti-Semitic comments in the hospital's hallways, these competent, good oh, people here, here. took care of him. According to a Monday report, the suspect in Saturday's mass murder at a Pittsburgh synagogue was raving about hating Jewish people as he was brought into the hospital for treatment of his injuries. Police shot the man suspected of carrying out the murder of 11 people at the Tree of Life Synagogue multiple times before he surrendered. After his surrender, the suspect was taken to nearby Allegheny General Hospital for treatment of his gunshot wounds. Dr. Jeff Cohen, who was president of Allegheny General Hospital, as well as a parishioner at the Tree of Life Synagogue, uh, spoke to WJE. TV, where he recounted the moments following the massacre and what it was like when the suspect was brought into the hospital. He was taking he was taken to my hospital and he's shouting, I want to kill all the Jews, Cohen said. The first three people who took care of him were Jewish. Another nurse whose father is a rabbi had just entered the hospital from a mass casualty drill and took care of the suspect. Cohen said that he was one of the very first professionals on the scene was and was able to hear gunfire from his home. I was standing there, and you could hear, start hearing very quickly what was going on, he said. Cohen said it was simply his duty to care for sick people, no matter who they are or what they've done. Took the oath. Isn't that something? Yeah. Professional. Competent. I love it. I love it. We are here to take care of sick people. We're not here to judge you. We're not here to ask, do you have insurance or do you not have insurance? We're here to take care of people who need our help, he said later, revealing that he'd had a conversation with the suspect after he was stabilized. When I stopped in, I asked him how he was doing. Was he in pain? And he said, no, he was fine, Cohen said. In response, the suspect reportedly asked Cohen who he was. I said, I'm Dr. Cohen, president of the hospital. Then I turned around and left. The FBI agent who was guarding him said, I don't know if I could have done that. And I said, if you were in my shoes, I'm sure you could. Yeah. Isn't that something? I love it. I'm Dr. Cohen. I'm Dr. See you later, you. I'm Dr. Cohen. I would have added some and more And I colorful. just saved your sorry ass. Right, right. Just uh, saved you. That's why he's the president, though. The mm-hmm. But he didn't talk like that. He didn't even no, talk like I just no, did. No, he didn't. He just said, I'm Dr. Cohen, president mm-hmm. of the hospital. Are you comfortable? Yeah. I make a nice living. Right, right. <laughs> hey, Dr. Cohen, you comfortable? <laughs> I make a nice living. <laughs> wow, what a story. Uh, Reeves, do you still have uh, our sheriff's number in Barron County? I do. Uh, Chris? Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. 
you might want to call him uh, and see if he wants to come on for a short interview today. Oh. Well, the story can't get any stranger. Did you see that the Kloss home yeah. was burglarized? By uh, it sounds to me like the town scam, huh, John? It does. Yeah, guy, you know, he he took the missing teenage girl's clothing. Oh God, he's not a suspect though. No, he's not, not a the, suspect. Not the uh, yeah. He just sounds like the local Neanderthal. Wow. He wanted to take her clothing to to see what size she was. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm serious. I want you to call yeah, Chris right now. Right now. Can, Let, should we take a, another break or is it too soon? You can go. Go for a I'll go call him while you, you've spent a couple of Yeah, let's continue here. while he calls. A Wisconsin <laughs> man is charged with breaking into the residence of 13-year-old Jamie Kloss, whose disappearance has sparked a national manhunt and stealing articles of her clothing. But police said they don't consider him a suspect in the teen's disappearance. Kyle Janky-Annis of Cameron, Wisconsin, was charged Monday in Barron County Circuit uh, Barron County Circuit Court with burglary and bail jumping. According to the criminal complaint, Janky Dash Annis was arrested in the Kloss residence in Barron early Saturday morning, the same day as the funeral uh, service for the missing girl's parents. Wow. Police said surveillance cameras on the Kloss property spotted the man entering the home at about 2.20 a.m. Saturday. Police responded within five minutes and saw lights on in the house. Agents of the Wisconsin Department of Criminal Investigation ordered the man out of the house. He admitted taking several items of clothing from Jamie Kloss's room, and police found the clothing in his coat pocket. According to the criminal complaint, Jinky Dash Annis took two tank tops, a girl's dress, and two pairs of uh, girls' underwear. Ah, uh, is he? Uh, are there some? Obviously, he's not right, but are there some? I don't know. Janky Dash Annis told police he didn't know the Kloss family, was curious about what size Jamie was, and thought nobody would miss the items. This guy works at the Jenny O Turkey Store, as did the now dead parents, right. James and Denise Kloss. Janky Dash Annis works at the Jenny O Turkey Store in Barron, the same place where James and Denise Kloss worked. He said he left work that evening and rode his bicycle to a laundromat in Barron, according to the complaint and then walked from there to the Kloss residence, where he entered the house through an unlocked patio door. He was free on... Janky Dash Annis was already free on bail from a previous burglary charge, and his bond condition included a requirement that he not commit any additional crimes. So uh, he, he'll be locked up for a while, I would hope. Now, did Reavers learn anything? He's just coming back into the studio. <clears throat> I just left a uh, message with... Uh... With Chris and you do you do have his direct number correct so that message uh, goes to him he'll get it mm -hmm. yeah not a gatekeeper do we have a John Height news experience coming mm -hmm. up coming right up it's the end of the world as we know please feel fine Joe Suchere oh, shucks. What? Well, that was just Johnny Woodley calling me back. Yep. And he had just called the uh, the governor. Yep. And he thought about it, and he said, no, I don't want to do it. Okay. And uh, I would do it for Rookie. I would do it for Rookie. <laughs> well, Rookie's here, Jesse. That's what John said. John said, well, do it for Rookie. That's fine. Yeah. 
So uh, it looks like we're 50% no. What possible grudge does this guy still have against me? Well, that's what John John was talking to him. Saying, I had you know, fun with him as a columnist. I called him Governor Turnbuckle. Big deal. And that was on the radio, and John said, you know, everything, you did stuff on the radio, too. Let bygones be bygones. It's a big event. So it's not over yet. If I find his number, I'm going to call him and talk to him and plead my case. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, one sports item, sort of, before we get going here, the number of Twins games Burt Blylevin is announcing is going down again. Oh, no. This is, okay. The Hall of Fame pitcher who did 80 games in both 2017 and 2018 will do 50 games next season and just 30 games in the year 2020. It uh, is the 10-year goodbye tour for <laughs> Burt Blylevin. Earlier on Monday, Blylevin had tweeted that he was selling his condo in Minneapolis, prompting a question on whether he was leaving the booth completely. He replied on Twitter, actually, the Twins, FSN, offered me less games for the next two seasons because they said they're going in another direction. I agreed to that request. Go Twins. Twins President Dave St. Peter said Blylevin's role as a special assistant with the Twins should expand as he does fewer games on TV. Uh, last season, Jack Morris, Roy Smalley, Torrey Hunter, LaTroy Hawkins, and Justin Morneau all did work as analysts. Can't beat Roy. Roy's Roy is as good as it gets, I think. Well, yeah, because when he does it, I every time I learn something. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's a shame because Bert does know a lot about pitching. Oh, he hell just, yes. He's just extremely lazy in the booth. <laughs> and I, I like Bert as a guy. He just, yeah, I want to know, teach me something about pitching, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. News notes from today, President Trump says he wants to order the end of the constitutional right to citizenship for babies of non-citizens and unauthorized immigrants born in the U.S. Uh, He tweeted, how ridiculous, we're the only country in the world where a person comes in, has a baby, and the baby is essentially a citizen of the United States for 85 years with all the benefits. Uh, He said it's ridiculous, uh, it's ridiculous, and it has to end. Section 1, which contains the citizenship clause of the 14th Amendment, guarantees the right for all children born in the U.S., It was passed by Congress in 1866 after the Civil War during the period of Reconstruction. The amendment ratified July of 1868 by three-fourths of the states by extending citizenship to those born in the U.S. The amendment nullified an 1857 Supreme Court decision, which had held that those descended from slaves could not be citizens. Legal experts weighing in Tuesday morning said such an executive order would have no shot of making it through the Supreme Court scrutiny, with one calling the president's proposing it a Hail Mary before the midterm elections. Well, if a child is born in this country, where is the child deported to? That's a good point. That would that would have right. to be answered, yeah. wouldn't it? If, uh, Wisconsin? <laughs> well, I'm sure this will go over. Hey, are you guys aware of Mike Lindell's new product, the mattress topper? Oh, yeah. Well, he invented MyPillow, and now he's invented the MyPillow mattress topper, same quality. Three unique layers designed to provide support, distributed body weight, and best for me, the ultimate comfort because it regulates your body temperature. And you don't need to spend thousands of dollars to buy a new mattress. This rejuvenates your mattress. Ten-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, seven sizes from Twin to Cal King. And Mike's extending a great offer to GL Podcast listeners. Now through December 31st, save 30%. On any my pillow mattress topper, and get two my pillow standard pillows in the in the bargain when you enter the promotional code GL at checkout. Go to mypillow.com, click on the mattress topper button on the homepage, and enter the promotional code GL at checkout. Candidates and Minnesotans alike gearing up with Tuesday marking one week until the midterm election. Uh, it's an important election. Minnesota could play a big role, in fact, that could result in uh, power shifts in Congress. The state is on the national stage of this election with four House races that could flip party control. 
Candidates and their supporters are making final campaign pushes, and President Trump is packing his campaign schedule, pushing his support for state Republicans. Uh, Trump listed Republican congressional candidates Eric Paulson, Jason Lewis, Jim Hagedorn, and Pete Stauber as candidates he's supporting. The president issuing a statement after mentioning big issues this election, including the Second Amendment. The conversation surrounding the Second Amendment is one reason former Congresswoman Gabby Giffords visited Minnesota last week to help DFL congressional candidates Dean Phillips and Ilhan Omar make their push for Congress. Meanwhile, Representative Joe Kennedy was in town Monday to support Angie Craig. She's uh, having a rematch with uh, the President Trump endorsed endorsed candidate Jason Lewis. Minnesota's already seen record numbers for early voting this year, with three more centers opening in Minneapolis. Oh, so you mean I only have one more week of political ads on TV? Hey, I'm voting uh, on voting day. Me yeah, too. I am too. Yeah. Do I, have, bo- I have time. Do I both. Do too. Vote early, vote off. Pat no, is. No. Ricey is. Ricey has got <laughs> running around town right now. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get back to Prior Lake above the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out to Fulda and uh, good old Brooklyn Park. We're going to swing over by Byerly's. <laughs> Bring some people to work. Three-quarters of the lagoon city of Venice in Italy was underwater Monday as large swaths of that country continued to be battered by severe storms. At least 10 people killed around the country as a result of heavy rains and high winds. Civil Protection authorities said early Tuesday that's what was going on there. Tourists and residents of Venice donned high boots to navigate the city streets after strong winds raised the water level over five feet before receding. The water exceeded the raised walkways normally put out in flooded areas in Venice, forcing their removal. Transport officials closed the water bus system, except for outlying islands because of the emergency. Venice, of course, frequently floods when high winds push in water from the lagoon. But uh, Monday's levels, according to officials, were exceptional. The peak level, the highest it had reached since December 2008. Venice Mayor Luigi Bugnarno mm-hmm. said a series of underwater barriers that are being erected in the lagoon would have prevented the inundation. The project, nicknamed Moses, is long overdue, he said, beset by cost overruns and corruption scandals. Brunaro said he is asked to talk with Premier Giuseppe Conte to underline the urgency of the project, which would raise barriers when the tide reaches 43 inches. That happens, on average, four times a year. I wish I had gone. I was in Italy once Mm -hmm. and didn't get to Venice. That would have been my shot, obviously. Yeah, that would have been cool. When you hear the the phrase, the lagoon, Mm -hmm. what does that bring to mind? Nothing. Okay. The lagoon. I'm drawing a blank. The Lagoon? The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, Gilligan's Island. Oh, I, I wouldn't think that. None of wow. Nobody? Gilligan's no, Island? I'm talking about one of the most gorgeous cities in the world. Go to the Lagoon. And all you can think of is Gilligan's no, Island. I'm just thinking, when I, when I hear the phrase, <laughs> the Lagoon, I, I, I'm on the set of Gilligan's Island. I first heard the phrase, and I thought it was referring to the movie theater. Oh, okay. The Lagoon Theater, yeah. Yeah. What was the lagoon on Gilligan's Island? I don't remember. Just uh, it's it was a uh, like a, a barrier, a breaker where that's where all the water came in. Uh, it was just like a a big pool. All right, you then. know this show. Uh, the show obviously was before my time. <laughs> I've seen it in reruns. But one thing I always wondered about Gilligan's Island: yep. how come their clothes were always clean? Bleach white, uh, and that hat hit the floor about eighteen times a day. Right, and he still had white. John. Clothes. Yes, Joe. Continue the news. Okay. Uh, Target Corporation <laughs> will close its store and CVS Pharmacy in Brooklyn Center on February 2nd Ooh. as a result of an annual assessment of store performance. The store's 120 full and part-time employees learned of that decision Monday. They'll be offered jobs at other targets or a severance package based on years of service. 
The Minneapolis-based retail chain announced it will shutter six stores in all, two in Chicago, one in the Milwaukee suburb of Greenfield, one in Comac, New York, and one in Cordova, Tennessee. All have had what they're calling years of decreasing profitability despite upgrades and investments. The company closed 13 stores earlier in February of this year and 12 the previous year. Brooklyn Center store is at 6100 Shingle Creek Parkway, opened in 1986, was remodeled in 2010 with enhanced beauty aisles and an upgraded apparel and accessories area. A Colorado amusement park that closed in April is being cleared out after all of its rides and other items were auctioned off. Hmm. What would you do you with a buy ride? buy a roller coaster? Yeah. Uh, the Heritage Square Amusement Park in Golden, Colorado, which operated from 1971 until June of this year, closed permanently due to financial hardships. The owners held the auction last week and sold off all the attractions. That included... A 1963 Tilt-A-Whirl ride. Oh, see, I would a Tilt-A-Whirl. I would put in my backyard. It's our manufacturing, Fairbowl, Minnesota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what though? Uh, 1963. How old is that? They, and they were still using it. Is that okay? I, well, I guess. the one at Valley Fair is pretty old. Is the, it? the white, uh, the high roller, I think it's called. 63. So that's about 53, 54 years old. 55 years old. They also. Yeah. Also auctioned off a 1966 Eli Scrambler. I love the Scrambler. Scrambler was good. No, that one always made me vomit. And, and right. a 1977 Eli Ferris wheel. Landowner said all of the items from the former amusement park have to be removed by November 13th. A mysterious object on an International Space Station live feed is sparking a conspiracy frenzy. Blurry? Video footage. Alien mooning. <laughs> Video footage shows a bizarre anomaly that was spotted during NASA's live feed from space. And some folks are saying they think it could be. <laughs> Somebody running by the window like this. Hey, hey, guys. Uh, which way to the beach? <laughs> so, so I have a more serious point to make if you would not interrupt John. I apologize. Some, <laughs> that was very funny. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, some could uh, think it could be a UFO or alien spaceship. The clip reveals the moment the space agency's second camera appeared to pixelate during the broadcast. You're so dumb. Then a few seconds later, a white-colored object can be seen passing in the bottom left corner. An anonymous source said, I don't think it's part of the ISS. It definitely seems alien-like. But I missed one thing. The guy would have to be holding his breath like... <gasps> okay, but John... Yeah. Uh, Reporting isn't what it used to yes. be. Yes. Why? Why wasn't NASA asked for an explanation? Why does this immediately become the property of conspiracy theories? Yeah, you're right, and uh, there is no comment from NASA in this story. Well, obviously, they're not terribly concerned about it. No. Well, well, the conspiracy folks though, are saying, "See, NASA's just ignoring us." No, but NASA could blunt that by saying, "Here's exactly what that was. It's a radio frequency dial left sixty-two A B." But. That plays into the conspiracy theorists that they're not saying anything. See? Mm. See, NASA has nothing wow. to say. Obviously, <clears throat> this is an alien ship or something. I read today that smoke has been seen now on Mars. Yeah, I saw that what too. Was it, burning leaves, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Some guy no. just waiting. <laughs> you could bring their chimney to you. <laughs> right, it could be the chimney sweeps. They, Larry, maybe they... we waited and waited. <laughs> we waited and waited. Uh, here's a problem you don't hear about too often. Firefighters in China shared video from the rescue of a man whose arm was stuck inside a noodle-making machine while he was trying to make pasta. How do you see the uh, the brigade pull up in China? News, How, what do you see? Matt, will you let him do the story? <laughs> then I'll give you the brigade. Okay, thank you. The video, filmed at a shop in Sanmenkia City, Henan Province, shows a man with his arm stuck deep inside a pasta-making machine after trying to reti- uh, retrieve 
Some of the dough he had dropped into the mechanism. <laughs> Stop! Damn, that hurts. Oh, my God. The footage shows the firefighters removing screws from the machine. Didn't this it, almost we, happen to you at the cardboard factory? I did, yeah. I, get, I got my hand stuck in the cardboard machine. That, that looked right. like a faucet. No, that was the, the faucet. faucet. I was making yeah. faucets. Yeah. Faucets, yeah. yeah. Uh, they removed screws from the machine before using a hydraulic spreader to create a gap wide enough to remove the man's arm. Firefighters said in all, it took about a half an hour. Hurry up so we can get to the brigade. Give me the, your cartoon bubble of the uh, Chinese firefighter brigade. A red, a red box with handles, and four guys are running it through the streets to get there. That's what I'm seeing. And I see some confusion when they arrive. They're yep. kind of, you know, banging into each other. Right. Oh, we got to get to the noodle guy. Like three Stooges episode. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's what okay. I saw. I saw, okay. I saw a hand. Thank you. I saw a hand carried uh, fire apparatus. <laughs> what about the guy on camera? The NASA camera. What about it? No, I was that referencing guy? the. No, he, he left. <laughs> he held his breath. Got it. Uh, this is probably not really a surprise. Halloween can be deadly for pedestrians and kids, really? according to a new study. Is this part of the gang pushing to move it to the Saturday? Uh, Last Saturday? No, actually, this was in the, I'm sure you get this one. It's it's in JAMA Pediatrics magazine. I get that every month, yeah. Yeah, J-A-M-A. Yeah, no, Journal of I, American Medicine. That's exactly. what happens when uh, you're not paying attention when you're driving. I got to send out a text. Research published Tuesday found a 43% higher risk of pedestrian deaths on Halloween night than any other nights near that date. The study based on four decades of U.S. traffic data, including 608 pedestrian deaths on 42 Halloweens. Canadian traffic researchers launched the study after noticing advertisements for Halloween parties posted to lampposts in their country. That got them to thinking about holiday revelers driving away from bars mixed with legions of kids roaming the streets. That's uh, according to lead author Dr. John Staples. Canada celebrates Halloween too, but U.S. traffic data is remarkably complete, so Staples and his colleagues focused their analysis on the U.S. The study appears, as I said, in the Journal of American Medicine Pediatrics magazine. All right, Johnny, thank you. Okay. Uh, Rook, take us uh, to a brief pause. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. This stooge. A Democratic Socialist running for a seat on Pennsylvania's House of Representatives called residents in her district white working-class poor folk who are racist. Okay. I guess because they're white. Because wow. they're white. This is according to KDKA-TV. Sarah Inamorado uh, defeated incumbent Representative Dom Costa in the Democratic primary and his has all but assured of victory, the station said, but comments she made on a podcast about her would-be constituents are causing an uproar. I just look at my district, right? And it's 93% white, Inamorado said during the program, KDKA noted. My district, which I know is like white working-class poor folk who are racist, because it's so much easier for them to look to their side and say, I'm going to blame that person. I don't even know what she's babbling about because... She's complicit in the destruction of the word racist, doesn't even mean anything anymore. A Republican resident has organized a bipartisan write-in campaign for Costa. A, a Republican is coming to the aid of the defeated Democrat, Costa. 
Uh, we are not racist, and I don't think we should send someone to Harrisburg that has that mindset that our constituents are racist. Uh, Gary Brichter of Aspenwall told KDKA-TV. Costa didn't take too kindly to Intermorado's comments either. I find it appalling. They are not that type of people, the state representative told kdka and he added to the station that he appreciates any write-in effort. I find it humbling, very humbling that what people want to do, Costa said to the station. KDKA said Inamorado declined an on-camera interview, but did issue a lengthy statement about her comment on the Drinking Partners podcast. Hey, huh? It's kind of like the beer show. <laughs> a Drinking Partners podcast? I wonder what they talk about. Look that up, Reeves. Uh, Drinking Partners Podcast. And then here's your statement. This was the topic of a nearly two-hour-long conversation about race and politics on the podcast, and in no way did I seek to imply that all of my neighbors are racist. Well, yes, you did. Hate begets hate. Understanding begets understanding. I'm willing to have a conversation with any of my future constituents about this topic. Uh, I will do anything in my power to make sure that the 21st District and beyond is a welcoming place for all. Inna Murado is running unopposed for the 21st district seat. Her term would be for two years. She, I hope this Dom Costa gets his gig back with a write-in. Right. Why, why elect this fool? Of course you said it. You were on the Drinking Partners podcast. Yeah. Huh. Have you found it yet? I found their Twitter account. Um, what it's kind of content to Hosted have? by comedians uh, Ed Bailey and Dave Bracey. Voice. Uh, it's Pittsburgh-based, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like the beer show, uh, just podcast <laughs> A version form. of. Well, yeah. I wonder why. I wonder why she would have gone on uh, there. Well, we have, diff- you know, have you ever had a political person? In on? fact, I had um, Jeff Johnson the last time he ran for governor oh, yeah. on at the Minnesota State Fair, and I asked what he was running for. You're pre- pretty prepared for that one. Huh? I was uh, thoroughly, thoroughly prepared uh, for that. So, Jeff, and that's it's before Jackson, we created the the uh, scam, uh, was, the uh, the scan bucket. Yeah, so, uh, Jeff Germain, what are you uh, what are you what's running up, for here, uh, Jeff? Up? Well, it was one of the you know they they cycle people in. Right. And I thought, right. oh, just, sure, what the heck, you know. You know, we, we learned some great news today that we <laughs> we can uh, we can uh, we are going to be aided and abetted uh, on various topics. By the news crew at WTOP in Washington, D.C. This is awesome. Yeah. This is and really they're, cool they're now including our podcast on their table of contents page. Uh, joining, And they have, a, they have a podcast called Target USA with a national security expert. Uh, Reeves, okay. and his name is? His name is, uh, it was JJ. That's what he goes Can by. Can we use him? Yes, yeah. yes. We so, could ask him about the blurry uh, guy running in the NASA video. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's a big, big... Uh, that's really big. That's a big radio operation. That's a radio yeah. station that continues to just absolutely thrive and dominate the Washington, D.C. market. And uh, has Full a, disclosure, they're a Hubbard property. Yeah. That's why I reached out to them. Right. And uh, they have a great news team. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be anxious when we start uh, taking advantage of them. And I'll be anxious if we can uh, get a quarter of the— uh, listenership that they have <laughs> at WTOP. Well, uh, they've added our podcast, as I say, to their I love uh, to, hear to their menu of uh, available podcasts. And that, you know, we thank them greatly for that. Podcasts really are, it is new, and it's new for a lot of people. And a lot of people that I do meet that have been GLers said, I just haven't done it yet. Okay. Uh, I was at the grocery store Sunday morning, one of my rare appearances. Getting carrots. Uh, no, I was with the boss. <laughs> oh. 
And a guy came up to me and said, hey, really missed the show. I said, okay, here we go. You got a telephone on you? Yep. He pulls out his cell phone. Yep. I went, boop, 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 garage logic. I said, here, press that button right there. You're listening to the podcast. You, you, you the did that. I did that. Wow. Very good. Mm-hmm. That's uh, about the 10th time I've said to a complete stranger, hand me your cell phone. <laughs> and all of them have done so. Yeah. Yeah. And I show them it's this simple. That was the process this morning with this guy, Lenny. He wanted to know how to get the podcast. It took three seconds for my friend at the airport to show him how to do it. Lenny? Yeah, that was the guy at the airport that asked my friend at the airport about the podcast. Oh, it, it, I can see now. It, and I told you. I told you I had a technological breakthrough mm-hmm. that I was able to listen to these in my car. It's simple. You need I can see now why they're so popular. <clears throat> yes, and now why you want more content and more to listen to and... It's, it's, this is it, baby. It's it. This yeah, is it's, it. It's, yeah. This is how we you can do it. This is how we baseball. Well, we're 34 podcasts in as of today. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I don't know about you guys. Mm-hmm. But I, and I also enjoy the hell out of saying to complete strangers, hand me your give cell me phone. Your phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> give me your phone. Give me your phone. Just give phone. me your damn phone. I'll show you what to do. You, most of you probably have a podcast App. That's the on first thing I look for in this guy's phone. Did he have a? Did he have that podcast icon? He mm-hmm. did not. So I said, "Here's what you do." Then you go to your Google. You type in Garage Logic. You type in about G A R, and it pops right. up. Isn't that nice? Bing, bang, boom. There it is. Hit that yep. button, and you're listening. It's that simple. And this well, guy was much younger than me. Well, well you know, I was just going to say, I had a young guy had to show. Uh, it's the guy I always tell you about, Sean, at yeah. uh, Top Ten Liquor in Osseo. Yep. Yeah. He, he had no idea how to get it. And I said, give me your phone. Yeah. Boom. And he's, I bet he's 30 years younger than me. Yeah. This guy was at least 30 years younger than me. So I'm, future, I'm now a technological, I'm a technological marvel. There you now. go. Coming to you for help with digital social media <laughs> and technology. Again, it's garagelogic.com. You can rate us on Apple iTunes. Podcast One, all sorts of different things, and we'll be back with more of the Garage Logic podcast. Thanks for sticking around.